Hey, on this episode, I'm joined by Tamika Martin, who is an entrepreneur and event planner. Uh, Tamika is into media as well as organizing events, and she's a female entrepreneur doing amazing things, uh, all in the other part of, of England, the Midlands. Without further ado, welcome, Tamika. How are you? I'm all good, thank you, Hello. Daniel. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show this evening. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here and I can't wait to get stuck in. Fantastic, fantastic. You see, um, one of, over the last couple of years, I'm, I'm doing a strong, massive research into bringing out a lot of female entrepreneurs mm -hmm. because, as you know, in the industry right now, you know, it's quite, it's always very hard to find a very successful female entrepreneurs who are willing and open to have a conversation or yeah. chat, you know, yeah. about about entrepreneurship, the, the highs, the lows, and we're doing so much hard work right now to literally kind of bring people like yourself in this podcast to, you know, to help us inspire and motivate other entrepreneurs, especially in the world where right now we are, yeah. where a lot of females are actually becoming very obsessed mm -hmm. about success, wealth creation, you know, money management, and just making that transition mm -hmm. in their life. So I'm so satisfied of to, to have you here on this episode today of the Wealth and Business Podcast. So for those who don't really know Tamika, who is Tamika and what got you into entrepreneurship? So Tamika is a serial entrepreneur. That is what I consider myself to be. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for the best part of 10 years. So I um, literally mm. kind of put myself in the entrepreneurial space um, back in 2013, I think it was, um, after uh, landing a placement on a local radio show uh, for BBC Radio Nottingham. I was a guest speaker on there regarding a beauty pageant that was happening at the time. Um, it was um, for sickle cell so basically there was a group of ladies from the midlands that put together a pageant and um, my kids entered the pageant one of them came first place the other two were runners up um, it went really really well and i was asked to come on to bbc radio nottingham to discuss my uh setting in that in that environment and um the fact that my children had, had you know come quite far in being a part of the pageant so what happened after that is history um they really liked me they liked my you know aura my tone the delivery of the interview and asked me to come back on as a special guest on a morning show called loose ladies so on a friday morning i would go on and we'll talk about local news community issues and events that are happening in and around the midlands and things like that um i did that for some time yeah. um and then i was then invited to be a news reviewer for a black entertainment show on a Sunday where I would also go on and speak about, you know, world affairs and, and, and news reviews and things like that. Um, and I really got a taste and flavour for obviously radio and media and all of that and decided with my own um, ambitions and my charisma and charm that I think I'd do quite well with my own radio show. Um, so fast forward into the future, about six months after doing that, I then landed my um, own show on an urban internet radio station um, which was called What's Hot Radio at the time. And um, I was there for four and a half years. Um, with doing that, I was given numerous opportunities um, to go out into the community, speak with other businesses, local entrepreneurs, um, have guests on my show. I also delivered hosting the Nottingham Carnival 
on behalf of What's Up Audio. Wow. Lots of collaborations. I interviewed Mr. Vegas, the dancer mogul. Um, I did some um, stuff with uh, Rudy Liquid, a comedian from London. Um, a. Marie, the R&B singer, went on tour with Snoop Dogg. Lots of great things happened off the back of uh, being a radio host for What's Up Radio. Um, one year in 2013, I attended the MOBO Awards. And that is when I absolutely decided that showbiz and entertainment was going to be my thing. And here we are in 2023, still going strong with my own business and stuff. But yeah. Well, it, it's so amazing, like, because the reason why I'm saying this, right? So you've had the opportunity of, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, spending time, you know, backstage with the likes of Floyd Mayweather. I was actually on his fight, by the way, just a week ago. Amazing, amazing individual. Uh, you've interviewed the likes of, yeah, you've interviewed the likes of Kerry, you know, and the list of people that you have met and interviewed is, I can't literally go <laughs> enough into the list because it's just so much. And you've done so well as a, as a, as a, as a female entrepreneur, mm-hmm. especially in this space as well, that, you know, sometimes, you know, there's this stigma in the industries that we are that is almost like, yeah, women will do well, but the hooks, the loops that female have to jump even in the workplace. I agree. And as well as even in the entrepreneurship space, mm. whereby, you know, men, men feel sometimes, oh, we don't want to be told what to do by a female and all these different, you know, stereotyping that goes ar- along in the industry. So for you as a female entrepreneur, having been in the media space, how has this been so easy, especially or difficult for you? Because especially as a mother of four, all right, and this all started over the last 10 years, mm. how would you say this has made a, a huge impact, you know, for you to, for example, becoming a better mother, you know, uh, you know, someone who basically had to pay a lot of sacrifices as well? Absolutely. Because I think the biggest part of, of, as a female entrepreneur is, is a bit difficult to manage life, manage home, manage the relationship yeah and as well as still keep your help above the water yeah and I've, I've done it all and I'm doing it all still you know obviously you know that that never changes as long as you're you know you know a mother raising children grandchildren I've got a granddaughter as well which I didn't share with you earlier but I have a two and a half year old granddaughter so she is now part of the pack but I do it all for them so obviously I enjoy what I do you know most people who do something they enjoy want to be successful in whatever it is that they're they're doing but for me when you have children it is about kind of you know aligning yourself so that you can have that longevity with what you do and you can leave a legacy and you know they they can be inspired and motivated by what you do so that's that is definitely the the epitome for me of what I do um but there has been some shortcomings there has been sleepless nights there has been sacrificing um you know when they've had to be left with my mum for a week or something because I'm traveling I'm abroad doing something or you know whatever that may be they might have to have time off school because I'm doing something and I can't commit to doing something as simple as a school run so things like that or even when you're setting up in business, you know, you're plowing some of your personal finances into your startup process. That might mean we can't yeah. buy this this week or we can't have that this week because mummy's doing this. So, yeah, obviously now we're in a better position. But at the time when I was setting up back in um, 2014, it was, yeah, some some highs and lows around that time. And obviously they went on progressively for some years until, um, you know, things were were set and the foundation had been um, been made. So, yeah. You know, quite, quite, quite interesting what you said right there. You know, it can be quite really challenging, you know, as a female entrepreneur because of all the different baggages that comes with, mm. you know, being a female. You know, the baggage of having children, 
you know, trying to, to go with your children with the flow to make yeah. them understand. And as well as those late nights where, for example, you know, you're up to late night and they want you to come to bed, you know, and yeah. obviously preparing the meal. And then obviously the, the emotional roller coaster that goes even in your relationship. So how would you say for those, you know, you know, for those who are basically right now probably going to listen to this podcast, especially female entrepreneurs, because mm. in my community, I, I, I'm a, obviously I'm a property coach, a wealth, a wealth coach as well. I teach people how to create wealth using property. Mm-hmm. Now, over 60% of, over the years, I mean, at some point, my, my, my audience was more almost like 80% female and We've, you know, with a community that we have here, which is called the Wealth Circle and, you know, other programs that I run, mm-hmm. 60% or rather over 60% are usually female. Wow. So there that. is a sort of rise. Mm. There is a massive, massive rise for female entrepreneurship. A lot of female are trying to build a legacy for themselves. Yeah. A lot of female are trying to have that financial security yeah you know, whereby they don't have the money worries. Yes. And there is usually this emotional roller coaster that goes around it. You know, how did you manage to deal with those roller coaster? The days where you feel like quitting and you did not quit. The days where you felt like, actually, why don't does it make my life easy and just continue a nine to five? Mm. You know, but today you've built a massive media outlet. But how did you deal with those emotional roller coaster? If you don't mind just breaking that down to yeah. inspire and motivate those who are listening. Yeah, it's really important to actually reflect on that, you know, and um, when you're in the moment, it feels like the, all the doors are closed around you and there's no answers to these emotions that are kind of throwing you in all different hemispheres. And for me, um, it was having a really good, tight friendship group. Um, so that was first and foremost, alongside obviously having, you know, supportive parents, of course, which, you know, um, fortunately for me, my mother was really hands-on with myself and my ambition and supporting me with my children and their parents as well. Um, so, you know, other, other, you know, parents, fathers or, or however that may be, um, supporting the children, um, even if it's just having them on the weekend or, you know, when it's a holiday break or school or something, stepping in there as well to support. Um, and then also your your colleagues and your um, professional network as well. What does that look like? So if you've got everybody kind of cheerleading you from the same kind of hymn sheet, that's really helpful. Um, fortunately for me, I did have that support. Um, and also a coach, a business coach. So I would always say to somebody, you know, sometimes it's difficult when you're starting out and, you know, you don't have the financial back to kind of get yourself going. Um, the last thing you want to be thinking about is paying for a business coach um, or mentor. But I would say hand on heart, that really helped me. And there's a lot of a lot of people out there that are willing to do things kind of like on a trial basis. So let's see how we go, if we flourish, if it works for you come back sign up and we can work and there's lots of networking groups and little hubs and you know forums that you can join as a female with female founders that are free so they're they're quite cool to access as well to get support with whether it's just a vision um or you are a you know startup or a new female founder in the space it's um really really good to have those outlets so for me um if i was giving any advice it would be to definitely look at your immediate um, set up in your circle and how you know people can support you in, in your goals and your ambitions so you know i was obviously I, I totally agree with you i was just taking a few notes or some things i wanted to expand so mm-hmm. just for the viewers some of you might be wondering why is he looking at it and why is it on his phone i'm just <laughs> basically taking my notes he's not being very polite <laughs> <Okay>. actually <laughs> exactly <laughs> so 
You mentioned friends. You, you mentioned you know friendship circle, and as well as you you mentioned the professional network, and as well as business coaching. So, how would you say this played a massive, massive impact in your world as a female entrepreneur, especially when you were starting from all the way ground up? How did the friendship circle help you? Make, basically transform your business. Yeah, your it was just things, life. simple things as checking in with me to see how I'm doing each day because, you know, you can get burnout. Let's be real. It's hard work setting up a business. It's hard work running a business and it can get quite lonely. Um, so it, it's really great to have people just checking in with you. It might be a text. It might be a phone call for a lot of the time you're really busy. So it's like extensive conversations may not happen, but it's great if, you know, you've got a group of friends that are kind of like, you know, how's it going? Or just telling you they love what you're doing or asking if you need any help in anything. They might have a skill. It might be a soft skill that they can offer to your business, which obviously would be free of charge if it was a really good friend. Um, and then like just little things like, even if you've had a stressful week trying to set up or you've been doing something consecutively and it's like, oh, I just need a break. Just going for a light bite, a breakfast, a lunch, a, you know, a little evening drink or something after a long day um, and just kind of, you know, asking how your day went and stuff like that is it's really important. Um, and for me, it's, it's having those friends that want to hear your process and to, to hear your your achievements because you do sometimes get quite lonely in the sense that people think you know I don't really do that I don't specialize in that I'm not a business um focused person I do a nine to five I go home that's my life if, if, you know entrepreneurs often talk about what they've got going on or what they've been doing or what they've got going on next and that's kind of like the conversation because that's what you're used to on a day-to-day -day basis and sometimes you do get some friends which I've had in the past that they're kind of like get a bit tiresome of the conversations because it's like well listen but we're not really engaging because it's not really what we're about which is fair enough I stopped having the conversations with those friends and looking for support instead I obviously go to the ones that have a similar mindset or you know similar aspiration to myself so how did your how did the challenges you had if you don't mind sharing as well what would you say that the challenge you know the challenges that you had as a female startup at the beginning of this journey, you know, how did the friendship circle really help you? Yes, you did a check-in with them every now and then, which is very, mm -hmm. I totally agree. And you also mentioned about the loneliness as well. So if you don't mind just kind of sharing, you know, was, was there a particular point in time in your journey as a female entrepreneur where you felt like, oh my days, this is it now. And things are not looking good at all. And how did you literally... You know, first, I'd like to know what that was, if there was any. And I also like to know how did the friendship circle really helped you get out of it? Because I've seen a lot of female entrepreneurs who I've mentored and who kind of are in my circle. You know, sometimes they say, oh, you know, it's come to a point where actually I was having a conversation with a very interesting conversation with one of my female entrepreneurs. And she said, you are so amazing, Daniel, as a business coach, as a property coach, you're so amazing. Mm. But at this particular point in time, there are things that I go through as a female that I try, I will try to explain to you as a male that you will never understand. Mm. And I was like, tell me about it. I like, I love to hear about it, but I'm, I'm sure for a female like you as a female entrepreneur, there will be that time where you went through this kind of time where you feel like, okay, maybe the business circle wasn't even helping whether they're females or whether they're male. If you don't mind, if you want to share, share any. 
Yeah, I think for me, so my main problem at the time of starting up was probably juggling many different hats. Because you do, obviously, like you said, you're running a home, you're running a family, you're trying to set up a business, you've got your own personal emotions and things that's going on for yourself. And it's like, you know, you're trying to please your partner and all of the rest of those things. And and, and like I said, burnout is real. And for me, I think some of the times and the chips would know it would be juggling all those things thinking you're a machine, you're superwoman, here to save the day, and, and literally just carrying on. You don't even see when it's getting to the point where just take a breath, take a breather. You know, it's fine to kind of, you know, bow out for a minute. It's not going anywhere. It'll still be there. You need to look after self first. So my friend would encourage me about that and kind of be like giving me a bit of a rain check, like, you know, you know, in the most positively best way ever just saying you know some time out is really good whether I needed it or not that was that was what their you know um advice would be to me at the time which looking back and even utilizing that now and understanding with my time management that actually that is actually really important um because trying to do everything and trying to have loads of buns in the oven all at once sometimes doesn't really work unless you're a genius of course (laughs) which I'd like to think I am sometimes but being realistic um and being practical and when you've got children which obviously they come first before anything else well for me personally that is my thing kids first family first business everything Mm -hmm. after so yeah it's it's just that really it's 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 kind of knowing that they're there and they're willing to support you and for me I was fortunate to have that circle um but that was my thing struggling a lot of things and struggling and knowing that I had people to reach out to that would obviously come to my my rescue and support me yeah really amazing how you you know a few things that you said in there and before the before that before you wrapped up the last statement or something you mentioned as well when you stated you said you know as a female entrepreneur, as a fem- as a female entrepreneur, there were times where, for example, you couldn't, you had to get out of a certain circle to go to a different circle because this circle, the information that you are communicating to them, you know, it was probably it wasn't resonating yeah. at all. But you had to find the right circle so that you say the right things and it resonate with them, and you were able exactly. to get some appropriate advice. Yes, you know how important was the you know was an environment for you to succeed as a female entrepreneur, you know, because it's two different things to be female entrepreneur and to be male entrepreneur. I, I don't know what it is to be a female entrepreneur, but I do understand that, especially in the industry that I'm in wealth creation, you know, property development, mm-hmm. sales, marketing, social media, which obviously we're going to be talking about later. You find a lot of women having a lot of imposter syndrome yeah. saying, Oh, you know, I don't belong here. I've had that uh, time. You know, you know, my husband's friends, what are they going to say? You know, my, 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 my relatives, you know, people from work, what are they going to say? And you have all these different things where some, you know, sometimes I know it's not a female thing or a male thing, but it's quite more difficult for a female, you know, because a female will feel like, Oh, my, my, my other half is meant to be doing a, and I'm meant to be doing B, but instead now pressure. I'm doing a yeah. B. It's, it's a real pressure, mm. you know, it's a real pressure. And, I've actually seen one of my female entrepreneurs where she got to a very high stress level and she started to lose her hair Yeah, as a female entrepreneur. And, and every single time we had a one-to-one call, you know, you know, sometimes for the first 30 minutes, we would just stay there Mm. and she would, first of all, she had to just cry. Which is okay. You know, she just, we we think we need to have this cape and like I said, save the day. Some, not all of the time. Sometimes we just we just need to be heard. We just need a space where we can be comfortable and we can just be us. 
we're not we're not an entrepreneur we're not a mother we're, mm. not, we're just a person and we have feelings and emotions and we want to vent that so again i want to voice that again that it's very important that you recognize that from really early on um I didn't, I was kind of like, you know, I can do this. My mum and everyone would be like, oh, Tamika, do you need to slow down? Do you need to, do you know, need to sort out this? No, 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 I've got it all in the bag. I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't want to hear it from anybody. You guys want me to fail. You guys do you want to see me grow. And it's like, everybody's a bad guy. But no, actually, it's right. It's, 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 it's good advice. So, yeah, you, you need to take yeah. it sooner rather than later because it comes back to bite you later when you you know, like you said, your hair's falling out or you're getting heart palpitations or what a lack of sleep, what a, I mean, no, lack of sleep's not very nice for anybody, but all of those sorts of things start setting in panic, you know, fear, worry, and feeling like you want to chuck the towel in and you're just getting started and it's not it's not a really nice way to be at that 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 point in time. So for me, yeah, uh, it's about listening and learning and just sometimes just kind of taking yourself back, reflecting and, and moving forward um, with that being said. So, yeah. You were basically saying here that, you know, as, as a female entrepreneur, obviously, there's a lot that goes behind the scene. And, you know, and we were just talking about how you have been able to have different kind of conversation with the right circle and how does it enable you to sustain, you know, your entrepreneurship mm-hmm. journey. I mean, being in, being in business for the last 10 years, obviously, it must have been really tough. Yeah, but it's not it's not always been tough. I've had some great times and I've had some amazing memories made from that. So again, back to the sacrificing. So it's kind of like, you know, sometimes things have to happen for the next thing to happen. So that that's kind of how I mm. see something that I wouldn't even want to use the word negative, but something that didn't actually go in your favor, how you've turned that around, utilized that experience and made it turn into your favor. So that's that's been that for me. When I'm not I'm quite an optimistic person and I'm really outgoing. Um and I would say I'm quite fearless as well. So I think having, you know, having those um, traits set me apart in terms of my my outlook and my my output to what I'm doing. So, yeah. And, and some people, I wouldn't say they lack that, but they might not have tapped into that part of themselves to know that, you know, hey, yeah. if I utilise these characteristics, actually it could, it could work, work great for me. So, yeah, that, that, that's my experience of that. Yeah. Now, having spoken about all the different angles from a little bit of the challenges that a female entrepreneur encounters in this journey to actually building a business from the ground up. Now, looking back, you know, over the last 10 years, you've been doing this, you know, now just looking back and to kind of seeing all your successes from the from 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 obviously being in Baxter with them and Dash, you know, you know, meeting, you know, the likes of Flynn Mayweather. And it all was just one upon a time, a small journey that, yes. you know, getting started, you never thought, okay, how can I have met these people? Because meeting of these people obviously shows the level of success that you've had in business, regardless for the fact that to, you know, to, to being backstages with these people, number one, it costs money. Yeah. Number two, it costs time. Number two, it costs some level of success that you would have achieved in your journey. Say that again. I said it's a reputable thing as well. So, you know, having absolutely. the reputation for people to engage with you with these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because now, now that you're enjoying all of these benefits that you've achieved over the last couple of years, was there any particular point in your career, especially maybe let's just say for the first five years, I often say this all the time. And I say, if as a female entrepreneur, as a, as a male entrepreneur, or as an entrepreneur in general, regardless of gender, the very first two, three years of your business, determines where it's going to go. So because they say most businesses, most startup entrepreneurs don't even last the first one year. 
Yes. Because that's where the motion kicks in. That's where the pressure kicks in. But looking then, backwards then now, mm-hmm. yeah, looking backwards now to where you now are 10 years later or maybe more, how proud are you? And what, are, what, what were the moments for you that you look backwards now and you say, wow, Tamika, you did it, girl. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Checking in with yourself, having the conversation with self, self-reflection, all of that. So I would say I actually wowed my, myself first, if I'm quite honest, when I won my first business award, which was in 2015. I remember it, plain as day. It was when I was doing my radio stuff and I'd just set up. A few people in the local community heard what I was doing and how great I was doing it. And they were like, yeah, let's nominate this girl. She's Because not only are you kind of setting the, the business foundation for yourself, but also community is at heart as well. Very much connected to my community, very much, you know, helpful to my community and, 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 and really do kind of go for my community. So with that being said, obviously getting a lot of love with that and a lot of recognition for that first. Um, so it's kind of like the business hat kind of came second. But for me, winning that award and uh, being a finalist and, and, and then winning that award, yeah, yeah, it just it kind of just blew me away. It was like you you did that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then it just kind of gave me a bit of a thrill and flavor into getting more accolades and 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 being more reputable at what I do and really bossing up. I think that that's what that initial award did for me. Um, I was awarded by Nottingham City Council um, for my learning and, and development in in the business remit. So that was really great. Um, met some great people off the back of that. And it opened doors for me, actually, because I then got interviewed by Experian, which is Europe's leading, um, you know, um, Oh, lost my a score um thing. You know what I mean. Um, I've got, mm-hmm. got a complete blank mind. See, imposter syndrome sets in. Um, but yeah, they're the, they're the number one credit bureau agency in Europe. They gave me a platform. They sponsored my award. They gave me a platform to be interviewed by them, put on online in some of their um um their blogs and 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 feeds. And that was great for me because then that obviously opened other opportunities for me to then have more interviews, other p- potential partnerships and collaborations. So yeah, obviously being in the first year of a business, you're a baby in, in that space. And so it's kind of like the people want to touch you, but then they can see that obviously from the, the fact that you've just set up and you're being awarded for something that you're doing right, that that's that's ticking boxes for, for quite a lot of people. So yeah, that that was great. And then the, the following year I won another award um for business entrepreneur female business entrepreneur of the year um against some some other bigger corporations, um, which was great as well. So yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean you, you obviously you've not gone into having your own, you know, like a, a very well spoken about, you know, events, you know, you know, you know, Tamika Martins and Friends Entrepreneurship Brunch. And, you know, this is where you bring entrepreneurs together, you know, Absolutely. and not, not, not just not just not just ordinary entrepreneurs, but people who have the aspiration to becoming the extraordinary, which is one of the things this podcast yeah. is all about. I mean, probably mm. you would have heard my story. You know, I came to this country 20 years ago, seven years ago, I was an Uber driver. English was not my first language to rising all the way to becoming very successful in my property space as a coach, you know, and right now, you know, I know how hard it is to put events together. I know how hard it is to try to motivate a lot of entrepreneurs because Mm. every single entrepreneur who are out there right now have every reason to fail. They have every reason. They have every reason to fail because you know why the odds 
is against them that you you will never win. And the art is also against them that, oh, you can't do it. It's not for you. And you you have this, again, you have this imposter syndrome. Oh, you know, I don't need to be here. This is not for me. It's not for other people. And as well as over the years, we've been trained to be self-employed rather than being true entrepreneurs, which is actually building a business that over the next couple of years, it could actually outgrow you and pass as a legacy to your children's children's yes. children. Yes. Most people are building a business for the money to pay the bills today and just leave and live the lifestyle mm. buy the bags and just kind of enjoy. But I mean, I'm a strong ambassador of no build a business. All right. That at some point in time, you become the CEO of the organization and you start yes. to work, not you work, you work, you work on the business, not in the business. And over the yes, last yes. couple of months, now, I'm starting to enjoy that. So for you, yes. Yeah. So what's your angle? What's your angle from what that success look like for the fact that you obviously now run your own events, you know, around media, you know, around, you know, bringing successful entrepreneurs to come and talk to your audience, talk to people in your community. What, what, what does success look like on that? I personally think so for me, and this isn't for every business, but once you get to that level of, um, you know, well, you start off as like the founder and then obviously, you know, you, you may maintain the CEO CEO role or a non-exec role or whatever that may be. Um, for me, I've had the advantage of being very much the face of my business, very much, you know, the main part of the brand and kind of like being on the ground. Some organizations, yeah. they get so big that the CEO gets buried in the, in the noise. You, you, you don't even, <laughs> you have never get to really have a conversation with the CEO or at that best, never even get to, um, you know, know who that, that, that person is without going and searching them up online or whatever. But I think, you know, yeah. with a smaller company being an entrepreneur and ha having several business interests, that kind of sets you apart from that kind of um, position because, Let's keep it real. If you're if you're very much doing what you enjoy and you're very much out there and you're connecting with all these people, you know, hands down, trying to just doing it and 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 enjoying what you do and having a reason to do it every day, for me, that's more appealing and that is what will get you in those spaces and having these potential opportunities as I have, you know, having dinner with Floyd Mayweather, going there, doing this, lifestyle gets attached to that and you just embrace it because you have now made it quite an um, intimate kind of um, experience with those people that you engage with or your stakeholders, whether that be your client, you know, a, a partnership, collab, whatever that may be, you know, um, an investor, whatever that is, it's with, with you, not necessarily the name of the brand, if that makes sense. So that's, yeah. that, that's my uh, viewpoint on that question. If you I know, I really, right. I, I really love how you kind of, you know, end that part of that question because, you know, right now, a lot of female entrepreneurs are not actually, there's not a lot of female entrepreneurs who are, you know, who are thinking about in line with, you know, building a solid network and as well building a brand. You know, the likes of Kim Kardashian is an example today. All right. So I think every female entrepreneur should find an opportunity you know, in the worst case scenario of anything that could happen to them and then leverage that to be in a brand. But rather mm. we have a lot of different types of female, you know, female today who are using the wrong, you know, you know, you know, wrong images to actually try to build a different brand. Obviously anyone can go on social media and build a different brand, but I want to, I want to kind of go through whatever, it. Yeah. Exactly. So you have, you, you have worked 
you know, hard and tirelessly to being a ambassador of brand building because you've built one, you know, you, yeah. you, in terms of connection, you have it, you know, how important it is for every female entrepreneur at the moment to aspire to actually building a brand for themselves in business in line with obviously what, what, what part of the market they represent. It's really important for me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proofing the pudding Like you know, like I said, um, it's kind of building the reputation first. People want to work with the person that's behind the business at the end of the day. If you go and do your background checks, it's going to basically boil down to who's running this business. What do they look like? What do they sound like? What do they do? How passionate are they about what they do? And, you know, their success story, really. You know, that kind of makes the shape and the mold of the brand. Um, it's it's with, with, with any brand you get out there. You know, it could be Nike. It could be Louis Vuitton. It could be someone yeah. in, who's, you know, wealthy in real estate, whoever that may be. At the end of the day, the person themselves connects to the brand and that's who people are actually looking up to. My One of my role models is, is uh, Richard Branson, for example. Why? Because wow. I, I like how he starts off a beer mat, you know, in, in, in some shacked up place in his house, writing down some imaginative kind of reasoning about what he wanted to do with his life and look where he is now. So um, that for me is just, it's just you know, out of this world. And, and I hope, to be able to tell a similar story one day but yeah it's, it's kind of people like those that I look, look up to I get my inspiration from even knowledge you know I read a lot of his books and uh you know follow a lot of what he actually does and, and, and what he's about he's a philanthropist I love his whole reasoning behind things he does and why he does them and and his whole ethos around business so if you want to be that kind of person and that's what a lot of entrepreneurs aspire to be then it would start with kind of you know um building your own reputative brand around your name and you um first and foremost and then kind of like the business and all the rest of it comes after if that makes sense well they interline anyway you know they, they, it's a paradigm absolutely. they align together sort of thing uh, absolutely absolutely as we go towards the end of this podcast you know i wanted you to kind of share with me you know uh, you know a key steps that every female entrepreneur because right now like you said you know i am the face of my business by the way and over the last couple of years, just me being able to tell who I am, my personality, my life, my children, my marriage, and basically yeah. have shared so much about myself, that has allowed me to raise about 1.5 million, you know, to build in my assets, you know, you know, from, from social media, because friends online, imagine you and I, right? So we, we connected online and through connection, through the part, through the process of connecting online, we're here now on this podcast and you was actually meant to be at the, on, on my, one of my last events the other day. And so we'll be coming to the need, next one, don't worry. <laughs> and people really need to understand the power of social connection. Obviously, you know, if you don't have the appropriate brand and you don't have the appropriate engagement, you don't have the appropriate content, you're not going to be able to kind of relate with everyone. So it's quite important as a female mm. or as a male to build a decent and a credible you know, you know, you know, brand. Imagine, I'm sure, if I was someone that you saw smoking, you know, weed or, you know, on my, and I'm trying to build a brand, I would not be aligned to your brand. All right. And imagine maybe if I was the guy who is, as a guy, always, sh you know, taking off my shirt by the poolside all the time, maybe I might not be the type of brand you want to build. And the yes, same thing yes. goes for a female. Because most time you see a lot of females trying to build a brand, but instead most females build a, you know, a brand where there's a lot of nudity and stuff like that. And they think, okay, and that's well, probably the way to do it. Daniel, they do say that. Say that again? 
Say that again. They do say that sex sells. The, the yeah, industry never says, changes, does it? Yeah, exactly. But they, yeah, they said insect cells and all these different things sells in, in brown bill. But then again, how do female, literally, how can female, a lot of females right now who are going to listen to this episode of this podcast based on the point of this lab just aligned? You know, some people are trying to build, you know, you know, you know, great brand with nudity. Does it then align to a crop, you know, a, a brand that will actually allow an investor to invest with you? Yes, sex sells, nudity sells. If you're trying to build a brand with the fact of you want to have dinners with the likes of Fred Mayweather, you know, or you're trying to have dinner with, you know, you, you know, the likes of, you know, Demand Dash and all these different amazing people that you've had connection with, you know, it might not be aligned with the reason why they want to do stuff. So it's also very important as a female entrepreneur, you have to have a defined mechanism yes, and process of who you want to portray. Yes. You have to identify Absolutely. who you want to be. And it's not just everything that is, you know, that is good on social media that you want to post on social media. Yes. You want yes. to post in alignment for that brand you're looking to build. Are you trying Absolutely. to build a brand in the corporate industry? Are you, what, what kind of brand are you trying to be, uh -huh. become? So I really wanted to kind of go in deep, you know, on how female entrepreneurs can emulate someone like yourself, who's done so well, you know, and, you know, in, 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 in your personal brand. It's about finding your why as well. So I don't want to miss the point on that. I think that is really key. So finding your why, finding your purpose, living in your purpose. And for me, again, I want to use the word that I'm fortunate to be quite close to God. So a lot of what I do has a spiritual connection as well. Very much on the law of attraction, very much on, you know, manifestation and all of these things. Now, if you don't know what some of those things yeah. mean, Google is just at the you know, forefront at the tip of your fingers. You literally, just a click of a button, you can find out what some of these things are. Go on YouTube, tap it in, manifestation, loads of videos will come up on all of these, this sort of thing. But for me, it's it's kind of like who you be, what you're about, like again, who you're around and and, and what your long-term growth plan is and your your strategy for becoming a success story. Um, I didn't mention this earlier, but I'm also in a book. So I wrote a chapter for a book that was birthed in uh, Paris, um, in France. Um, it's called Successful Women in Business. It's available on Amazon and all, all, all the other uh, online retail outlets. You can buy the uh, paperback copy or you can read it online. Um, but I wrote a chapter there about entrepreneurship and how, how it is to be a successful female in entrepreneurship. Um, so you can definitely go and check that out if you want to know a little bit more on a kind of, like I said, in-depth, intimate, um, you know, viewpoint on myself. But yeah, back to what you said. I think for me, it, it starts with your why. Um, so knowing why it is you do what you do. And what you want to get out of it, what's your end result? You know, some females get halfway through the process and decide, oh, this is not for me. It's too much for what it's worth. It's too stressful. I just feel like I can't do this. So I'm going to go go and try something else, which is fine. Um, but my thing is, if I'm going to go and try something else, whatever I started or I was beginning to build, I'm never going to leave that. It's always going to be shelved, parked. I can come back to it. It's there while building or working on something else. And then you have like, you know, several different things that you can then, you know, build upon um you started it you know might get midterm you might leave but you can always go back to that and, and, and yeah. essentially back to something that you know or something that you have experience in um that can you know be parked and and, and built on at a later time and for me personally that's worked for me over the years um because i do other things as well I'm a, I'm a keynote speaker i host events i run events i manage events from the, the bottom in and then also my my other personal brand that i'm an intellectual property owner for tamika martin and friends entrepreneur brunches i've got a podcast i've got several other things I do I'm a community champion with charity charity work and stuff like that so yeah there's there's several things I can do if something fails 
hey, well, we've got this or we've got that and we've got such and such. So, yeah, um, start start with knowing what it is, why you're doing it, dedicate yourself and just keep going. Um, literally, for me, look back when you need to, you know, just kind of like see how far you've come. But the the, the road is is long and it's however smooth you want it to be. So that that's 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 me on that one. I really love your attitude and approach and how you see things. Obviously, you can tell that you've been doing this for over a decade, right? You've been doing this for over, over 10 years. And, I see, of, <laughs> and I see a lot of female entrepreneurs who start today and want to be you. A lot, a lot of female entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast now will probably check you out on social media, follow you on social media, and all of a sudden wants to do what you have done. But it's not what you have done great. today that they see. It's the 10 years plus experience that you've yeah. had to have the right approach and to obviously rewire your brain and your mindset to obviously yeah. be courageous and as well as be someone that is not taking a no for an answer and just basically having different sort of approach around that. Obviously, you speak a lot of mindset. So for me, yeah. I think I probably want to ask you one of the final last questions before we end this podcast would be, for those who are listening right now, how much is it for experience, all right? How much is it that you are prepared to, 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 to literally put in, to gain that experience and to take one step at a time and obviously never, 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 look, never basically say to yourself you're going to quit because it's easy to start anything. And I've seen a lot of female entrepreneurs jump in to want to start. Three months' time, they're burned out. Back to a job. And that's okay, you know. Entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. I get it. Do you know what I mean? Because I speak to a lot of people. I'm like, you should do this. Why do you work? Why are you building somebody else's empire? Why don't you build your own kind of thing? But it's like, you know, everybody's got that willpower and that get up and go and the vision, which is fine. So do do what you love and do what suits you best. But for me, you made a really good point about kind of like what what's the experience, what's the expertise around what it is that you're trying to build and grow and and and, and having that non quitting mindset. Professional development, personal development is key in all of this. You know, making sure you're continuing your professional development at all costs. So even though you know I'm running a business, I find time to do training. I find time to do you know long distance um, online training courses, networking events where I can learn from other peers. You know that have got a similar background to myself, or if not, even just trying something new um, and listening, paying attention. Um, listen before you you speak, kind of thing, and just paying attention to what what it is that is key to to grow and, and 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 kind of, you know, head in the right direction at all times. So for me, because a lot of people just think, you know, get up, go, I know what I'm doing, get on with it. But you, you need to take that time out to kind of understand the craft. It changes all the time. It's always changing shape, innovative processes, you know, the tech processes, everything changes over time. So in that 10 years, that whole decade of me starting out and where I am now, a lot's changed. You know, we've had a pandemic. I've pivoted through a pandemic. I was actually a finalist in a corporate awards in London um, in Elephant and Castle um, for pivoting my business during the pandemic. I mean, what are your... Um, What's your resolution to, um, you know, if, if something happens and it's like, you know, it's got consequences behind that, what, what's going to be your contingency plan? So it's things like that. It's looking at things like that. It's looking at, you know, um, you know, leveling up in everything that you're doing and, 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 and learning a new way, you know, because things change shape and format all the time. So, you know, what are you going to do if something suddenly changes and you can't adapt to that? So the professional element of what you're doing and, and, and look, working on self, like I said, you know, learning how to manifest and doing all the other little bit, bits of stuff around kind of self-care and stuff, it all it becomes into one. And then um, that makes you the better person that you can be. And also you're, you know, the better boss you can be. So I don't want to say, you know, 
quite, quite, quite interesting the angle that you've come from. You know, I keep saying, oh, it's the last question I want to ask you on this episode, but the question just... I'm going to have you chatting for it, 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 it just keeps expanding and expanding. You want the Americans, you said. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Where oh, my you know, I love, I mean, no disrespect to, to the UK, uh, I, I, the Americans have this sort of mindset where mm-hmm. let's go, let's go and be a millionaire. And the UK, we want to play safe. And the UK is always like, yeah. we want to play safe. I mean, I've used UK mentors and I've used, you know, American mentors. You know, the level of the way my business is growing, I get it's it. It's the hustle. Mm. You know, I get it, but it's almost like, yeah, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But the Americans are like, no, listen, you've got to be ready for this. It could be a mm. great, I mean, I mean, my mentor is Grant Cardone, right? And boy, he don't joke. He's amazing. You know? I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been joining some of his webinars, seminars and stuff, yeah. and conferencing things and you know, getting all the, all the email insights. Incredible human being. There's something happened to me when I started to follow, when, when, you know, 2021, when, when I actually joined his mentorship, something I learned from him is like, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years and I'm trying to build this business for this long. That, at that time, 2021 was less than four years or rather less than five years. And there's something said to me, I, I was reading, there was a book I was reading because someone sent to me, oh, you're doing so much. You should read the one, the, 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 the one hour work week and all of this sort of book. And it's like, you must be, <laughs> you must be the worst CEO, all right, to exist. <laughs> it's a dream. It's a fairy tale. There is yes. no such thing as the one, <laughs> the, the, the one hour work with as a CEO. As, yes. Except you're just trying to build a living. Except you're just trying to make a living. All right. Yes. So which means you pay your bill, you pay the car, you pay the mortgage and you live a good life. Mm. But that's not, that's not, you're it's just simple. trying to be self-employed. You're trying mm. to play safe. Entrepreneurs and real world inventors don't play safe. They take risk. And, Absolutely. And it was in America. I also learned, all right, this is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about the American entrepreneurs. And so, so in America, I've learned as well that a lot of entrepreneurs in America and investors or creators in America wouldn't invest in your business if you've never failed. If you've never failed up to three to four times, investors would not Yes, they will not yes. give you their money. They need to see that, you, that you, it's been tried and tested, hasn't worked. But what did you do about that? Like, what, what was yeah. the comeback? I mean, How does that Exactly. Work? How many times did you fail? Yeah. And whereas yeah. in the UK here, we're very careful about failing. We're very careful about failing. What are people going to say? I have failed a lot of times. In 2015, I lost over 150,000 When mm. I lost, wow. When I lost over 150,000 pounds in 2015, I went through depression and anxiety because first of all, I did not have the circle, which is what has changed me completely to now yeah. investing in myself, you know, to going through that road of manifesting, going through that road of self-development, going through that road yeah. of, yeah. you know, literally understanding the, the, the ability to literally grow yeah. and grow and manifest, you yeah. know? So, mm. and mentorship changed my life. Having a mentor changed my life, changed my business. Having yeah, someone who's- the outlook, the viewpoint, everything. Everything. Yeah. So you mentioned you failed as well. So when you failed, what did you do to, to pivot at that point? I just think, 
across the board in life, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. That is what life is mm. about. It's a big playing field. You're going to get some goals. You're going to you're going to not score some goals. And I just think it's the same for business. And I think if you've got that mindset going into business, then, well, hey, you know, anything goes kind of thing. That, that's what business is about. Obviously, you're not going to make silly, uninformed choices and you're not going to literally throw all your money away in you know, any given chance. But the point that I'm trying to make is you've got to absolutely understand that, you know, some sometimes you're going to gain even more than you, you even thought you could, and then other times you might be at a loss. And and business will do that. You know, you will have you know revenue streams coming from all different angles at some point and be profiting from that. But then other times it might be you no. Know, actually, I've got to go to market. And I'm going to have to now invest in that. So I'm going to be down for a bit. But then obviously, you know, once I make this investment, this will happen and that that will happen. So that that's what it is for me. Um, my probably biggest loss or gamble was probably doing a gig of some sort and putting loads of money into getting artists doing this, this, this and that. Um, you know, it might be that the ticket sales didn't do so well for whatever reason. It might have been marketing or promotion or the kind of artist it was or whatever that may look like. Um, and then literally kicking yourself saying, if I did this or I had more money, or I could do it that way. Maybe that wouldn't have happened. But it's, hey, it's already happened. What are we yeah. going to do? in future to kind of, you know, avoid these sorts of instances again. And even that's not promised, you know, you could put on 25 gigs or gigs, 100 gigs, you know, a, a portion of those are going to be great, successful, smashed it. And other times it's going to be, you know, I wish I never really bothered. So yeah, it's the same for anything in life, not just business. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Tamika, it's been amazing having you on the Wealth and Business podcast. I can't wait to bring you back because there's so much to cover but we can't cover all in all one episode. And as well as I'm looking forward to having you as one of the guest speaker, you know, uh, in, in one of our upcoming wealth and business, you know, networking event, because the podcast in itself also has a networking event, which normally runs every quarter or every other, you know, four to probably five months. So we, 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 I mean, yeah. we, over the last one year, we've run it every quarter. But as we continue to expand, especially with the summer, you know, the summer networking event that's yeah, upcoming. With, with, yeah, yeah, well, there's a lot of other things. So I, I can't really wait to see you in person and I can't wait to connect with you more. And I'm really so humbled that you've given so much value, especially to my female entrepreneurs who are listening, lovely, you know, ladies, you know, li listening to this right now. I'm sure Tamika has given you a lot of value. So guys, make sure you go and check out Tamika Mountain on her Instagram handle and as well as uh, her, her business page. So how can people reach out to you for those who have listened yeah. to this and yeah, how can they reach out to you? Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn, Tamika Martin. I'm on um, Instagram, got several Instagram um, pages, obviously because of the different businesses that I run. But if you really want to connect with me, you can connect with me on my uh, personal brand, which is Tamika at Tamika Martin and friends. Um, yeah. And then if you go on my uh, Tamika Martin official page on Instagram, you can click in my uh, bio in the, in the link there and you can get my link tree, which has several different elements about who I am and what I do. So that'll be another great way. And also I've got, an event coming up on the 30th of April, which is my um, entrepreneurial brunch in Nottingham. Um, I'm partnering with Revolution, um, the bar, um, and it will be a, a, a day evening event um, with some interesting um, guests. I've actually potentially got a, 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 a runner for um, for 
uh, a seat in the Senate coming from Jacksonville in um, in the States over there. His name is Roman. And so hoping to have him come as a special guest. And we've also got um, somebody that looks around mindfulness and well-being and all of that and, and spirituality and all of that. So it's going to be great bottomless brunch. Um, you can get your tickets um, from any of my pages on my socials and stuff. But it'd be great to see some of these amazing female um, entrepreneurs or potential entrepreneurs coming down and 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 kind of meeting me and and getting into the space and getting you know getting their feet wet in the entrepreneurial world be amazing fantastic so one word just before we go one word what would you be one word one big advice you would give to any from any female entrepreneur now who's just starting out and all the emotional roller coaster kicks in you know, I'll give an example. My wife has been uh, uh, in the professional industry for 25 years and she just became an entrepreneur just a year ago, April to be oh, precise. Well, and next month will be one year. So for people like amen. that who've made that massive transition of doing the same thing for 25 years and stepping into oh. a world where now you've got to create, all right, to get paid. One word yes. you have got for them. Just do it. <laughs> Literally. Just do it. I feel like the moment you decide you want to do something, you've already decided that it's worth it's worth the hazard, worth the risk, worth the blood, sweat and tears. Otherwise, you wouldn't have even thought about doing it. So just don't give up. If you're going to if you're going to do something, do it well, is, is, is my advice. Um, and yeah, just um, keep yourself composed, you know, stand firm in your beliefs and, 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 and your ambition and just literally just go go for it. You know, what's the worst that can happen in most things in life? The worst thing that happens to any of us is our end meeting with our maker. <laughs> While we're living and we're breathing, we literally have to just go with it. Just, just be the best version of you and try to serve others well and, you know, try to be, be, be the best you can be in your remit. So that's my advice for, for new wow. startups. Wow. Amazing, amazing. Tamika, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Wealth and Business Podcast. And we're looking forward to bringing you on the event and as well as having a rematch sometime in the nearest future. Thank you it's so much amazing. for your time. Before I go, Daniel, I have one last uh, gem to drop before I go. On the 8th of March, okay. um, I'll be running a Zoom. I have um, a, a female event that I run every single year. It's called the Entrepreneur Collection. And um, it's for women from across the world. Literally, I've opened it out um, to a hybrid event so that we can get women from all over to join. And it's a free event this year because I want to give something back. And it's been hard for most people post-pandemic and obviously, you know, the cost of living crisis and lots of other things that have happened. It's quite an unsettled time for most people. So I just wanted to make it a free event and people can come and they can just listen, learn um, overnight, you know, a light lunch and engage um, and, and yeah, be, be inspired by other women. So on the 8th of March um, at 12.20 up until 1pm GMT time, that is, um, you can get the link um, online. It's um, an Eventbrite event. So you just go on Eventbrite right you put in the entrepreneur collection sixth edition sign up and ladies get yourself there and um, you know um, tomorrow what your background is where you are in your um professional career um just some, something in there for everybody so it'd be great to have you all